Please be seated. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, so they say, meaning that men strategize and do battle, women support and love. I guess that's what that's supposed to mean. Well, now, this Mother's Day is as good a day as any to, in fact, it's better than most, to address this gender thing. Past few weeks, we've been reading, in place of the Old Testament lesson, passages from the book of Acts, the actions of men of action. Today, we listen to Peter exhort the people to do this and to do that. And today, Peter said something about this Jesus whom you crucified. Talk about a guilt trip. Talk about an overgeneralization. Excuse me, Pete. Um, aren't you the one who denied Jesus three times there? At least you could say we, this Jesus whom we crucified. Don't try and put it all on us. Better yet, let's get off this subject of who crucified whom, which, wisely, he does. This is problem-solving man stuff here. We need action, lots of action, acts of the apostles, right? 3,000 baptisms ought to do it, and sure enough, there's nothing to sneeze at there. There's nothing wrong with action, but what we realize is that sometimes it just isn't enough. Sometimes what we need is understanding and care and we all know it's more accurate to say men tend to be from Mars, women tend to be from Venus, than this overgeneralizing, this prejudiced and very limiting saying of we're all one way or the other, you know. We do know that, don't we? But today, Mother's Day, when we lift up mothers everywhere, figuratively speaking, especially our own, and and we acknowledge the deep and lasting gratitude we have for their mothering. We know it comes in many forms, from many sources. Yes, first and foremost, from our own mothers, if we've been lucky enough to be cared for by them, but also caregivers and babysitters and nannies and mammies and nurses and relatives and siblings, friends, teachers, counselors, pastors, and, dare I say it, even a few men. Yes, yes, men, some fathers do mother. Perhaps the most important moments for a mother's love to show itself are those moments in the aftermath of trauma, of hurts, of disappointments. This is a time, above all others, when we want to be known and cared for individually. And we neglect the Old Testament to our peril in the sense that if we look at Job, Job describes God as being full of wisdom and strength, but also who comes to counsel and understand. In Lamentations, we can hear the, the prophet say, Thou drewest near in the day I called upon thee, thou saidst, Fear not. That sounds like mom. Or not. We don't want our problems solved sometimes. We just want our pain acknowledged. And these moments, my heart and my faith are most vulnerable. It's the time I want to be held and comforted. For the followers of Jesus, such a time most definitely was the aftermath of the death, the crucifixion of Christ on Calvary. And the growing number of people who looked to Jesus for guidance and strength was devastated. They were stunned and traumatized. And so Luke's story 
is significant far beyond those two people shuffling down a dusty road with their heads hung low. Consider first the road itself to Emmaus. Nobody has ever been able to figure out where Emmaus was in history. No one has ever, ever been able to put it on a map. We never hear anything else about Emmaus. And so we have to assume it could be almost any town. It could be our town. And what about the two people? Cleopas, he doesn't, or Cleopas, I don't even know if it's a he, doesn't appear anywhere else in the Bible, in these stories. And although Cleopas has a name, the person with him doesn't even have a name. And so we have to assume that it could be anybody. It might just be us. And so Jesus visits us on our way back home to our place after a particularly horrible experience and listens to our trauma, listens to our disappointment. Jesus talks about the experience and the meaning it has for our faith, and we are comforted. It sounds like mom. Anne Morrow Lindbergh wrote a beautiful book, The Gift from the Sea, and in it she says, Something like this. The here, the now, and the individual. The here, the now, and the individual have always been the special concern of saints, of artists, of the poets, and from time immemorial, the special concern of the woman. In the small circle of the home, she has never quite forgotten the particular uniqueness of each member of the family, the spontaneity of now, the vividness of here. This is the basic, basic form of life. We don't know exactly what relationship Cleopas and the other traveler had, but it was a basic one, one one-on-one. And the power of Luke's story is in that simple fact. The risen Christ will be present, will join, will enlighten and transform our most basic, intimate relationships if we cooperate. Jesus talks at length with this bonded pair as they walk, talks about the intentions and the plans and the activities of God, and the pair is forever changed because they welcome Jesus. There is a vulnerability in offering hospitality, vulnerability that cannot be denied, and this vulnerability is the chink in our armor of self-defense that moms go in and out of all the time, no matter how long we live. They know where the chink is, and they move in and out of it. They move freely. And that is the chink by which we ourselves become capable of empathy and compassion and nurture. Jesus is about to ease on down the road, but then they urge him strongly. Sit. You've got to eat. It's late. Don't go out on the road. No, sit. Come. Eat. And that makes all the difference, just like a mom. In their decision to offer hospitality, the pair become open to grace. And soon enough, their lives transform permanently when Jesus is made known to them in the breaking of the bread and shares with them a cup of salvation. And that is why we keep doing that. Now, if we set aside for a moment the horrific events of Calvary, and imagine ourselves, children of God, walking home on some road. You look over and you see the miracle of grace walking with you. You're walking, and the person next to you says something that suddenly 
reveals the miracle of God's grace. Suddenly, ideas you have of peace and loving kindness that you have been flirting with all all your life, in your own life, willy-nilly, fits and starts, here today and gone tomorrow, suddenly these ideas seem to shine and sparkle and hum to life as never before. They are really real, and they feel like they can last forever. The sound of that voice electrifies you, and you can't remember, you can't remember what your life was like without it. And you can't imagine ever losing sight of this presence again. Of mothers, the poet Susan Howe once wrote, You steal in on me, you step in close to ease with soft promise your limit and your absolute essence. As it is with our mothers who do steal in on us and do ease our fears with soft promise, So it is with Jesus, who might very well say to Cleopas and friend as they walk down the road, you must never go down to the end of the town unless you go with me. If God is our Father, who is in heaven, then Jesus must be our mom. Amen.